All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. Good people of the internet, and it's time for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, Panel to Panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. We are here back for another episode where we talk about all the nerdy news and different things in the comic book sphere that have been going on this past week for you folks. And then at the end of the show, we give to you some recommendations that are coming out this week for you to enjoy on Wednesday at your local comic book shop. My name is James Portis. To my left, we have the Working hard, man. The dude who works from sunup to sundown in the welding field. How you doing, Travis Tucker? Oh, pretty well. Uh, I had a bad day yesterday, but it was a great day today, so it's definitely uplifting. That's what's up. That's what's up. Our... Your Abby pick kind of looks like Carrot Top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. Carrot Top is jacked, so I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Carrot Top came back in a big way with, with like getting jacked. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, Mary, our uh, like our normal uh, partner in crime, is not here. She is out sick. We miss her. We love her. Hopefully, she will be back next week to join us once again. But someone who is joining us once again, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the hard working himself, never stops, never will stop, the meme lord, everything in between. The host of the podcast, Allegedly Black, and the editor-in-chief of YouDon'tReadComics.com, Ronald Simmons. How you doing today? What's up? What's up? All okay. right. Is there anything you want to plug and whatnot? Oh, no. Oh, I'll give, give my AKAs. Yeah, uh, I'm Ron, AKA Meme Master Flex, <laughs> AKA Meme Making Mitch, AKA Mr. Dollar and the Meme. That's what I do. Uh, I make memes and read comics and know things. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, uh, on the podcast on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. And follow the website on uh, Instagram and Twitter at on Comics Ground. And follow, check out the website every weekday where we post new previews, new reviews, and new opinion pieces every weekday for you folks. So let's get into it. And also, I almost forgot. we can You can catch this podcast every uh, Monday, uh, like uh, around eh, noon, three p.m. <laughs> Eastern, uh, when, when, whenever uh, the RSS feed uh, updates, uh, like uh, at, on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Overcast, uh, Pocket Cast, Spotify, wherever uh, we, we you can have an RSS feed. Besides SoundCloud, because SoundCloud sucks, and like everything <laughs> in between. Um, yes, you can find. Chill, chill. My mixtape is on SoundCloud. Yo. Oh my, my god. <laughs> No, it's because of SoundCloud wanted to charge out the wazoo just to even like put the RSS feed from a different hosting server on there. So I'm just I was joking, like, man. Okay, I don't have a mix. Get you. <laughs> but no, it's just it was frustrating. But no, let's go ahead and get into this for you folks. So uh, we we will break down some of the Marvel news and then we will get into the DC news for you folks as always. So the big thing that seemed to break the internet this past week had. Um, everyone, like everyone, including Tom Holland, quoting Wolf on, Wolf on Wall Street, and like in like just hooping and hollering, was that Sony and Disney have reached an agreement after being 
separated for like just the the weekend Weeks. of San Diego <laughs> of Comic Con, like less than a month. I think about month, two months, something like that. And they finally have settled their their differences and come together to agree on that Tom Holland Spider Man will return to the MCU for one more Spider Man solo movie and one more guest appearance in an MCU property. So that, just one more guest appearance. That's what I had read. There might be some other details that I don't know. I thought I, I thought I read that it was just there was multiple guest appearances. In one oh, movie. was it multiple? Okay, it might be multiple. Yeah. Well, like wh- what we know is that they have come to some sort of agreement where he gets one more solo movie and possibly multiple guest appearances. Yeah. So, but then you know, a guest appearance could wind up being like, and wind up being more his movie than you know, like you know, like th- like Hulk was in Thor and he pretty much was like a co-star. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it might not be a real guest appearance. Yeah, that's true. So, Iron Man it was in you know Cap Three and yeah. it was almost his movie. <laughs> It pretty much was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I think we all kind of kind of guessed that um, Mick, Mick, Mickey was going to walk into the Sony uh, studio like he like, like he about to beat up the Jonas Brothers and that went up to the South Park. We kind of already knew this was about I to happen. I didn't think that, though. I had, like... You really didn't? You didn't think this was going to happen? The last step of, what's the last step of grieving? Acceptance? I, I accept... <laughs> right. I, I, you accepted I got, it? I'm just like, you know what? Maybe it's not going to be that bad. It's still Tom Holland. You know, they don't know what they're doing, but how much could they mess it up? And then it'll be like a standalone movie, and I don't really need any of the other characters in this my Spider-Man film. I really didn't think they were going to get back together. Like, the way, like, like when I first heard the news, I was like, ah, oh, it's BS, whatever. But when they went to the Disney conference, and Tom Holland was just like, thank you. That's what scared me. The way he was, yeah, like, that's what I'm he saying. was there to he promote was, the Pixar like, movie, but like he was like, "Hey, I love y'all 3000. Like he was just kind of coasting. He's like, "It's over." Yeah, I was like, "Wow." And then when I, when I heard that, I was like, "Wow, it's really over." Like, and I just I went through all the stages, and then I accepted it. So when the news came out that you know he's back in the MCU, I was just like, "Okay," I'm very excited. But I was just like, "Oh, cool." So you can say that you were pretty heartbroken at the original news. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I was upset. I was like, fuck Sony. I posted a whole bunch of memes about Sony being the devil, even though I know Disney's like the huge monopoly and, you know, <laughs> the, my memes show it. Yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah. Travis, what were your thoughts when this originally hit and then like the the return, as it were? Um, honestly, when it started, it was like, all right, well, I got no reason to watch Far From Home now. It was fun while it lasted. Uh, <laughs> well, because I, I had already heard that there's a cliffhanger. I don't know what exactly it is, but I still haven't seen the movie. So when, when this whole Matt thing happened, made a billion I was like, dollars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Lex. They said they don't need <laughs> you. That's fine. It's, it's not because I was abstaining. It's just because I couldn't get to it. I'll watch it eventually. There you go. But... I uh I I had missed it, and then when this news came out, I was like, ah, well, I I got no real reason to watch it because, like, don't get me wrong, I like Spider Man, but I I like good stories more than anything, so just fat cliffhanger would throw me off. But then hearing the news of it coming back, I I definitely have reason to see Mysterio on screen now, that's for sure, and I'm excited to see Tom Holland back, just because in in my opinion, he's my my favorite Spider Man that we've seen on screen so far. He's the best. He is the best. Indeed. Like I still say, Spider Man Two has one of the better stories. But it has the better story. But Tobey Maguire sucks. Uh, Doc Ock made that movie. Yes, yes. Like, like now, granted, Toby was the best from whence he came. Andrew Garfield can go away. We don't like you, son. Like, bye. Like, Toby was the best from what we had, and then Tom Holland comes in and is the best of both worlds when it comes to quippiness and being the nerd. About to say, yeah, you got to correct that because Andrew Garfield's quips were on point. He was really great at Spider-Man. Yeah. Really great at Spider-Man. Great. Amazing. I, th- I think he's better than Tom Holland at Spider-Man. Just the Spider-Man part. I think Tom Holland just... I feel like Tom Holland needs to grow more. Like, once we have, like, the Spider-Man graduation movie and then he's yeah, just... Yeah, he becomes more like... confident. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I think, like, AASM 2, I know people hate it, but the Spider-Man parts with... Andrew Garfield were amazing. Just this, like his quips and his interactions with the villains were amazing. It was it was straight Spider Man. Oh, you know what's her name? 
Gwen Stacy and all that stuff. That's what really killed the movie. But just him being Spider-Man, it was flawless in my opinion. It was flawless. Okay. I can get down with that. I, I really didn't like all the other interactions. It was yeah, like all the I, other I said before. Yeah, Jimmy Fox was trash. Dude. Just like how I can say, like, like the Doc Ock made Spider-Man 2, and that's the reason it was so great. I can take that little part that, you know, we didn't get enough of what Andrew Garfield was doing, and that was the problem with that movie. Okay, yeah, and then they gave him the web hand, and uh, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So like, I think I, I I I will speak more on how I feel on living on the edge this week because I am guest hosting for my final episode for, for like for the for the um for near future. But in terms of this news, I am happy for like for those who are major Spider Man fans, similar to myself and Ron, like and whatnot. But like, at the end of the day. It still bugs me that Sony can just cash in that, hey, we ain't playing ball no more ticket. But I just, I don't they can, know. But they can't because I think that the sales would have been bad. Not bad, but they wouldn't have been the same, you know? Yeah, and like, honestly, at this point, if like, and I even talked about it on, like, on Living on the Edge, the idea of if you take, like, if you take Tom Holland out of this and then either you reboot it and put a new Spider-Man in a in like a Venom movie, or you try to relaunch that, the whole Spider-Man franchise. Thing. Why don't you just bring back Tobey Maguire and have him be the Spider-Man in that universe oh. and leave? I don't know. I don't. I don't think they want to risk it. It's just like, and that was my whole thing. Like, if they would try to reboot it, it would have no way. Like all these people that have like accepted the future of the MCU. And then you're like, oh, here's a new Spider-Man. Like, no one's going to connect with it. I'm hollering in a Venom movie is that his his Spider-Man doesn't match that Venom. Yep. Like, the tone and the age. And they'd have to come up with some whole new weird story. And it's just like, you know, I don't think it'd work. Yeah. I mean, Travis, what do you think about that? Putting, it, putting him in the, in the Venom-verse? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're saying. Uh, 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 he said it himself that um, Spider-Man is the only hero now that can cross between two universes. Like, so yeah. definitely, that's what Sony's pushing. I think that was part of it. It was like, yeah, you gotta let Venom, like, you gotta help us boost these movies with, you know, your Spider-Man. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if I, if we saw Tom Holland in the Venomverse, it would be strange. Yes, because as he stands right now, he's got that like that youth campiness to him. You know what I mean? And Venomverse was trying to be grim, dark yet funny. Yeah. So I don't. It, it'd be really strange how to see those two match. And then they introduced the symbiote before Spider Man. It's just like what kind of it'd be a whole new storyline, and I don't know. And it's like it, like what would would be the problem even more is that like the symbiote because of it starting before him, it has no exactly. connection to him. Like versus with the right. original like, story, yeah, spider powers in, from the symbiote, you know. Yeah, versus with this yeah. is just like tendrils. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have the same connection. It's how he got the spider symbol on the Venom costume. But so it's like it, but like I, it even bugged me back then when, when Sony was like, "We're gonna make a Venom movie without Spider Man." Like it's doable. Don't get me wrong, but why do it? Because you money hungry and you try to milk a license. Admit it. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Like yeah. Well, the majority of Straight people went to go license. see that movie are the same kind of people we'll probably talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then the other ironic uh, topic that that uh, that came up this week in terms of Marvel news was that um, Sony is taking it upon themselves to continue their search for the best ever, the ultimate spinoff Spider-Man movie that is going to now be the Madam Web movie, um, for, for Madam Web, I, I'm trying to understand this. Madam Web originally is this character that was created to be this clairvoyant force that could um help Spider-Man with anything that was going on. She had like this connection to like every like dimension and power there was. She was even in the Spider-Man animated series, but she's always been an old woman, and. Yeah. She, she like she even gets like like it, this idea that you're gonna continue her on, but in like a movie on a solo property, like what? Was, are you but doing? you have to remember that at one point Julia Carpenter was uh like Madam Web, so maybe they go in that route. 
that if you if you like if they don't even call it a Madam Web movie. If they just say a Julia a Julia Carpenter Madam like not Madam Web fucking Spider Woman movie, that I would buy. That would be you trying to sell tickets and make that your own property. I would buy that. But you saying like like oh we're gonna make a Madam Web solo film like no fam I, I just I mean Spider Verse though uh, it was animated that was, uh, that's yeah, true yeah that like Spider Verse is in this whole other legion of power like it's in this other, like other caliber when it comes to ideas versus where if you try to put just Madam Web in a movie. What should, like what, what what are you even gonna do, versus with the idea of a Spider Woman woman movie? Speaking of Julia Carpenter, where she has like barely any connection to Peter Parker, she does her own thing. She was on she freaking Alpha Flight stuff. for a while. Like yeah. she, 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 yeah. Give a Spider Man Noir. Nick Cage. That's what the people want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I'm. I, I'm worried that Sony's trying desperately to find something else like Venom to keep going. Like, yeah, they're just trying to squeeze the orange. Yep. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter if it's like quality stuff, you know what I mean? It's just like, does it make money? Because, I, I mean, Venom made money, but can you, you can't say that it's like a great film. You can say it's okay, but it's not a great film, but it's just... Yeah, it's just like no, Silver and Black was sort of like the thing, and then they were like, "We're making a Craven movie," and now not only is that we're making a Morbius movie, but the guy who originally apparently is directing the Morbius movie is going actually the screenwriter, the, the screenwriter from the Morbius movie is going to pen the Madam Web movie, and I'm just like, "What are we doing, guys?" <laughs> Shouldn't do a, a Morbius movie. Like, why are we even doing a Morbius movie? Make a blade, like, like, no, take your Morbius living vampire, give him to MCU, that way he can be in a Blade movie. And that yeah. way, Tyrese can take his ass somewhere else. <laughs> they should just do it Craven. Craven is, like, the obvious choice. Like, like I don't know, I should right. argue about it, but um, they should go Craven and mix it with, you know, 1610. So make him, like, you know, like a reality show hunter. And, you know, because speed... Peter Parker's identity is out there. It can make him like, a th- oh, I'm going to be the one that stops Peter Parker. Make Craven kind of like the hero, quote unquote, until he becomes the bad guy. That would be great. But who knows what they're going to do. And I also think they should cast Shia LaBeouf. But, you know, they never listen to me. So Shia LaBeouf as Craven? That should be fucking amazing. Shia LaBeouf as uh-huh. Craven? That's a tough sell, man. Dude, uh... <laughs> I could sell it to you. So, so Shia LaBeouf is sell it. Someone trying to pitch me Shia Shia has the crazy I don't know about acting, acting chops. Have you and have you ever seen him with facial hair? Yes. Yes. Fucking craving. I I I, I, don't, I don't think it's Josh sharp enough. Yeah, like <laughs> if I'm need, being honest you, with you. You need somebody who's built, who's like 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 you need Damn, like a Brazilian dude. You need like a like a tough ass Brazilian dude to be craving. Like I want, somebody I, who can, I want somebody who can actually act. I don't want him to be like. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just don't know about Shia LaBeouf though. Hold up. There's there's a fan cast I have for Craven. I just forget the dude's name. You oh. don't know who his name is. I mean, he can't be that good of an actor. He's a pretty good actor though. I just I'm bad with names. <laughs> Hold up. I mean, okay, bad radio. Well, 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 Travis pulls that up. I just, in terms of final thoughts on the Madam Web thing, I, I think this is a bad move. I think much like the can- the now apparently canceled Silver and Black, much like this whole thing with Morbius. Like, I feel as if Sony needs to quit trying to like like Ron said, quit squeezing the orange, and either create new properties or just like. Yeah, no, just create new properties because you like sooner or later you're gonna bite the bullet and just give Spider-Man back back to the to Disney. They have like vetting or like you know where's where's the market research at? Because nobody wants to see these things. If they just grabbed the comic book fan and said, "Hey, what kind of you know movie would you like to see from the Marvel universe?" Nobody would have said fucking Morbius. They just you know what they did right. is said, "What's hot right now?" Vampires. Oh, does Spider Man have a vampire? Oh, oh let's make a I bet movie. you. I bet you a hundred dollars. That's that's how that meeting went down. I bet I, you. Exactly what happened. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 I'd so bet that. And like, it's just like a whole a bunch of old, really old, rich white guys. They have no, no idea what's really going on, and just. <sighs> oh, Pedro Pascal, I think should be Craven. Okay, I see, I feel it. Game of Thrones. Okay, I I see what you're doing here. I dig it. Yeah, he he definitely gives that vibe. Like, give him a little bit more facial hair, and I could see it. Okay, okay. It looks like I'm a, uh, it looks like 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 a Spanish version of Jeremy Renner, but like eh, we, I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, Renner's taken. <laughs> you Jeremy Renner is craving. Oh. I, I barely like him as Hawkeye. I don't know if I would like him as uh, Craven the Hunter. Really, okay. was Jen, Jensen Ackles was Hawkeye? <laughs> Jensen Ackles would have been perfect as Hawkeye. I, I, yes, yes. Oh, everybody mean, knows. Everybody knows. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, he'd have been like. Everyone wanted him for years to be Red Hood because the animated movie. But like, no, he'd have been great as Hawkeye. I, I yes, yes, I, I second that. And anyway, anyway let, let, why don't we move on to the, the last piece of Marvel news that was hitting the airways this past week? We got the announcement that Hulu and, and Disney have decided to cancel the Ghost Rider television series that was going to be placed on Hulu as a part of uh, Disney and Marvel's big pitch to create things like Howard the Duck. <coughs> I think they're trying to make a Hellcat TV show, a couple of a Modoc TV show, a couple other things. And uh, Ghost Rider has seen the chopping block after apparent creative differences. And Gabriel Luna, the guy who played Ghost Rider on um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., came out in a big old Instagram thre- thread thanking his fans. Um, there's, a, like, there's always hope. And, like, he, like, thanked Jeff Loeb for, like, all the hard work with him on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and whatnot. But it's it's sad to say that we, we won't get to see Robbie Reyes get his own TV show. And I, I, okay, so here, here's my, here's my rant. Robbie Reyes deserves better, and I don't even like him. That tells you how how bad how bad the situation is. Where I'm just like I pity this man. Like like it's not even like I like I don't even care. It's I see this man struggle, and I don't even like him. Like I like because obviously I I grew up when like Nicolas Cage was burning rubber and whatnot. I know Johnny Blaze. I know Danny Ketch. I, I, it just, when Robbie Reyes was first pitched to me, I was like, okay, cool, Spanish Ghost Rider. But, like, we already had that. We already had Alejandra. Like, she was coming up and doing the damn thing, like, during, um, like, um, or not, was it, it was either Secret Invasion or it was the event uh, where, like, all the, the hammers came down. Like I forget what event that was. Marvel Hammer. A secret war. I mean, um, you mean Fear itself? Yeah, it was during Fear itself where um where Alejandra Ghost Rider showed up, and I thought she was the one that was going to take over the mantle, and yeah, Alejandra Jones. I I thought she was going to be the one to take over the mantle, and that was a diverse pick right there. We had a Spanish woman pl- like like being the one to take over the reign, and then I'm trying though. Like there weren't uh, a lot. What like, Diversity was just like kind of starting in in comics and fair. I think if you have a book like that, I think the the writer should be a woman. And I don't know who Most wrote of. it back then. And like yeah, they, so. they, I mean now a... that's not a great idea for me to me. But yeah, and like the whole pitch <laughs> was during Fear itself. They had a whole thing where Red Hulk, Agent Venom, X twenty three, and Ghost Rider, like like Alejandra, all fused into like one being. And like we're, we're like running through town killing shit, and it was such a cool idea. And like her as a ghostwriter could have been so cool, and then she just fell off. And apparently she's in absolute carnage from what the rumors are saying, like from what the book is saying, like, like the wiki is saying. I haven't read absolute carnage yet. I'm staying away from it because I'm I'm letting Donny Cates finish his madness before I touch it. Because not mm-hmm. only am I still burned by the fact that they said like right before Donny Cates came on, they got rid of my man Flash Thompson as Agent Venom. They like they like, <clears throat> said, okay, cool. Here's a random new guy. Then they go, okay, cool. Random new guy, you, you go away. Eddie Brock had the symbiotic because we're making a movie and we're going to give you to Donny Cates. And I'm... I don't think I, it was because of the movie. I think that's because what Donny Cates wanted. Eh, that's possible. I don't know. I just... I'm waiting until the madness that is Donny Cates settles down before I go in and mess with that beast. So, 
apparently she's in absolute carnage, but I don't understand why, like, Robbie Reyes even exists when you have, like, a great pick in Alejandro right there. But it, it happens sometimes. Look how they brought in um, the new Patriot, and we already had a Patriot. Mm. I was like, what are you doing? Patriot. I don't know if they feel like the, the characters, like, not connecting with people or whatever, or people just forget about them, or maybe. I mean, like they just don't want to touch that somebody else created, or I don't, I don't know why. Well, well, Patriot is the problem of they made him to be uh, Sam's new sidekick after they they put him back in the Falcon suit, and then they canceled the Falcon book, so Rayshon got shoved onto the Champions where he's a side character, (laughs) and that book's gonna get canceled soon. Oof, and that and Champions has the problem of there's too many cooks in the kitchen in the kitchen from a. You you have the original lineup of champions. You have Miles and uh, I think original was, lineup of champions was awesome. Yeah, you, like yeah, like no, that book was really good, and then even Jim's up was working with it pretty good. But then like you have Rayshon Patriot, you have um like the new Falcon who's hanging around. You have all these extra little side teen heroes that are hanging around in the book. Like and it's just there's no focus, but apparently the story's still good when it comes to things like Viv and Riri's story and the whole struggle with Miles and Amadeus and whatnot. There's still some good stuff because Jim Zub writes a mean book. He's a beast at it. But, but like it's, you said, there's it's, so many characters. There's so many. Locus. Like, Locus. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many. Do we characters. have an Asian character? Just don't. Do we have a South... So, there, there, the was, there was, there, there was an anyway character, there. Snowbird, who was a great pick to join the team before they relaunched it with this new, like, Champions Unlimited, like, this is the freaking Justice League TV show. And there's so many champions. And it's like, <laughs> you, you you fell off your own game plan. Like, like stick to the core team. And I really, I don't, I just never, like, as soon as I saw it, I hated the concept of Braun. Like, I like Cho, I like Cho Hulk. I do not like Braun. You know why that <laughs> happened, right? I mean, they could have—he could have stayed Hulk, and they could have still been a mortal Hulk. You know, just been multiple Hulks around. You know, that, that, that happens. I don't know why. It's because all of the idiots who were mad about all the diversity started calling Amadeus Gogurt Hulk because of his haircut and looking all, and always smiling as the Hulk, and they thought he was like a, like a dude on a Gogurt commercial. I, mean, I thought the, the well, some as someone who actually reads comics and read the book, like. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was really interesting uh, about you know how he uh, fueled by anger and Amadeus was fueled by his ego and I thought that was like really really dope concept and I, I wish he held on to it a little bit longer. I love Greg Pak what he does with a Hulk. if you can't trust Greg Pak with a Hulk book you can't trust anybody. So. Exactly. Unlike in like even now like Al Ewing is selling gangbusters but I take I, like and I, and I love Al Ewing to death because he wrote my, his story my, my definitely has a beginning and and it's like Al Ewing can't keep this up forever. He can't. Like like he he was doing great with Ultimates and even that like started burning out cuz he knew it was canceled. So yeah. it's just I don't think bring back canceled. I think the story just has a beginning and and like it's going to end soon. Yeah. So I just um, Travis, what are your thoughts on, um, well, we, we gotta circle back because we lost track on Alejandra. The, the situation with Robbie Reyes, <laughs> um, like the Marvel fandom, I just, Robbie Reyes had the problem of even before my, my issue with the whole Alejandra thing, he was never written good to begin with. Like he was brought in, he like he was not even a real ghostwriter. He was just a spirit of a dead guy who murdered a bunch of people and was put into a teen who was trying to raise his his paraplegic brother. Like it just and like now he he drives a hot rod instead of a motorcycle. Like I I never I never got on board, and even when I tried to read it, the writing wasn't that good. So I it came I, out in all new, right? Yeah, it was during all new, all different. And I I didn't know how to deal with it, but and then that, and I, even now, where Jason Aaron's kind of like coasting the line and playing with the idea that maybe um, it was Mephisto all along or whatever whatever the hell's going on in Avengers right now, where Jason Aaron's like, "Hey, Robbie, you're a part of the team now. You're an Avenger," and I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> No, I figured out why because I, I didn't really know why Jason Aaron has an affinity for the Ghost Rider because he wrote Ghost Rider back in the day. I, I, I just I know I'm just not finding that out because that. He, but he wrote it during the same time as like Asian and shit. Like I just wasn't into it, but it, apparently it did really well. So I'm actually diving into that right now. But 
Jason Aaron has a thing for Ghost Rider. That's why he put him in the Avengers and all that stuff and all that backstory and stuff. Well, I know now, a lot of people were bothered that like he was going away from Robbie's original origin, but it's not like like Robbie yeah, was selling, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they tend to do with the the lesser popular when they put him on screen in yeah. hopes for redemption. And now, like, even when he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. couldn't give this man a boost when they even aged him up from a teenager. It's like, I I think that's the reason why the show got canceled because, like, I don't don't see how characters from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will fit into, like, a bigger... The character's inception, everything is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't see how it can fit into, like, a bigger universe. I couldn't see Quake from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in, in anything bigger. I, I don't know. Quake still bothers me because they took her from how she was on the Secret Warriors team and then like yeah. had to make her this big thing because of the TV show. And I'm like, uh, you need to stop. Yeah, like really, I, I love really her, her actress. Her actress is great in the role, but like I don't, I don't know. I, I I prefer her when she was kicking ass with Nick Fury's Secret Warriors. That's just what I'm saying. Um, Travis, what are your thoughts on, on this situation? Um. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent because I wasn't really an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, so there's no way I could have been a Robbie Reyes on screen fan, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it would have been cool to, you know, hear that it, it got really good and all that stuff, but, ah, uh, man, yeah, I just, honestly, I'm indifferent. It, it, fancy way to say I really don't care. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, okay, so while we move in from the Marvel news, there wasn't a whole lot of it. The big thing was the Spider-Man thing. Um, and let's move into the little bit of DC news we had. The big thing for DC this week was that all of this news from Crisis on Infinite Earths is popping off. Like, the, all, the, the, the shows are about to restart. Black Lightning starts in less than a week. The rest of the shows are coming soon. Yeah. And, oh, I'm so hyped for Black Lightning. It's not even funny. We were talking about that right. weekly on Blurred Ground, so get ready for that. That's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> but, um... In terms of Crisis on Infinite Earths announcements, we got um, a set photo of Tom Welling and Erica Durrance back in their country blues, um, like on the farm, and my heart, my heart was just so happy at seeing this. Like, the only thing that can make it better is if we get Tom Welling in a Superman suit. Like, that would be the only thing that can make this better. Well, it looks like he's in pretty decent shape, too. I like that. Because, like, in the last season of Smallville, he was kind of chunky. <laughs> hey, why, 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 I, I don't know about all that. <laughs> he got comfortable. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, because he, he was in the director's chair and also trying to, like, do the show, too. So he was being back and forth and whatnot. But I, I still think, despite a lot of problems, Smallville was still a great show. It started a lot of, like, the traditions and whatnot that Arrow has and all the other different shows have in terms of interpretation. The whole wave of, like, the CW shows and maybe just TV superhero shows in general. Yep. And it's it's just... I, My I have modern TV superhero shows. What'd you say? At least modern ones, because, you know, they, yeah. they did have, like, the Hulk and Lois and Clark and all that other stuff. But yeah. in a wave of tweenage <laughs> TV shows. Yeah. Superhero TV shows. Um, but, no, oh. Damn it, Windows, go away. Um, in terms of, like, the, like we saw this announcement. Um, Ron, what are your thoughts on the idea of, like, all these different things coming back for this one five-episode event that is happening uh, here? Rating show, because people like me who don't watch these shows anymore, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tune in for the crossover. Like, I loved Smallville when I was younger. Um, I'll, I have the whole box set of ten seasons. Um I'll go and watch it just because of that. I mean, the ratings are going to be sick. All right, all right, Travis, are you happy that Tom Willing has returned? Yes, I'm. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I, I feel like they're not just going to have him in there as a cameo. He's going to do something cool or say something so. to throw back. Exactly what I posted. Like, yeah, I hope like he has more than just like a three second. You know, I hope he has like a he's a little little burn from time to shine. Right. That that would be cool, man. Like uh, with with the history that he has and like the the still loyal fan base, it would be really cool for some random throwback to Smallville. Most of like he needs. If only they brought back Smallville Green Arrow, the superior Green Arrow. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Somebody agrees with me. Oh my god, yes. Justin Hartley was so much better. See, Travis, I'm not crazy. Someone agrees with me. (laughs) Sometimes you're crazy. My opinion is valid. 
like I, I'm I'm so frustrated by the fact that like no one will agree with me. Like, I, oh, thank you, Ron. You you have made my day. You have made my day. Um, from there, uh, the, the, uh, one of the other big announcements uh, that we got was that um, um, Osric Chow is coming on, like, like uh, actor from Supernatural, is coming on to play Ryan Choi. And apparently, he has been interested in Ryan Choi since his his inception in the comics when Gail Simone and Grant Morrison created him. So, like, apparently, like Gail Simone wrote this big old thread on Twitter about how what went into the creation of Ryan Choi, and then she found out that um, Ostrich was was really interested in the character when it launched. So, to see this kind of like culmination for him is probably really big for him, and to see that we already know that. Ray Palmer is leaving Legends of Tomorrow, but the other big announcement that we'll get to in a second that Brandon Ross is doing, um, it could be kind of cool to see Ryan Choi kind of step in and maybe stick around for like one more season of Legends of Tomorrow. That could be a thing. I don't know, but hopefully it, he, that'd be that'd be a cool way to still pass the torch and keep it keep the the atom on the show. Um, you guys have any thoughts on on Ryan Choi? Silence. I'm unfamiliar. You are unfamiliar with Ryan Choi. Why? How dare you? Uh, <laughs> how dare I? All right, to Google. Oh, God. Um, Ron, how do you feel about this, about Ryan Choi joining us? Um, I don't really care. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, Ryan Choi joining is a great thing. I, 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 I've always loved him since he first came out. Um, but hope, like this is great. I can't wait to see what happens. So this, 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 these fools are struggling. You're like a DC guy, so you know. I, I am everything, but but primarily DC. But an everything guy, but primarily Marvel. See, yeah, so see, this is how we do things. And okay. this, this conversation. Okay, so like the, the other big thing was that um, uh, Ashley Scott, who played Huntress on the old Birds of Prey TV show, like the show that even pre- like, like is like around the time of Smallville, is coming. Like it's coming back to have a cameo as Huntress. So now my heart was like, um, does that mean we get a Barbara Gordon Oracle cameo? But to no avail. I haven't got any announcement. But I, I am, I am happy. They can, do, can they do bat stuff? I don't think they can do bat stuff. They can do semi adjacent bat stuff since apparently anybody put bat in their name. Right. We, we have Batwoman the TV show starting October sixth, and we have which um, y'all y'all can bet y'all sweet asses um, next week. You, we 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 will be having um like like we 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 might even um like depending on what time the episode is over we might even record the show just so, like on the night of premiere just so we can get Mary's opinions. <laughs> we might have to do that, Travis. <laughs> um, <laughs> like because because that's next week, so get ready for that. But um, we have the Batwoman thing. Um, in in the Birds of Prey TV show, Huntress was the daughter, like it was the, the Helena, like the Helena who was the daughter of Catwoman and, and Bruce Wayne. So that could be, like we we still get that in that aspect plus Batwoman. So eh, we can do semi Bat stuff. We can do Bat adjacent. I'm cool with Bat adjacent things. Um, I'm right. guessing <laughs> neither of you guys have seen um, Birds of Prey. No, I have not. Ugh, sad. Fill me in. Fill me in. It was just like it. W- it was like the like the, the the Birds of Prey lineup and whatnot, and like they had an old school TV show. It was very. It was very two thousands. Like it was around the time of the Matrix. Like Huntress ran around and like a black like like, like long leather jacket and whatnot. Like it was definitely. I got you, I got you. It was like one of those shows that came on like UPN nine, right? I don't like know. that had like Kevin Sorbo or stuff in the, or somebody on it or Gina Torres. It's like one of those shows. I mean, like, kind of, but not really. Like, it, 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 like it even had like a Mark Hamill cameo. They put some work into it. Like, there, there was some love there, and like, there was even a cool thing where they made a full scale Batgirl scoot suit for when um Oracle got shot when Mark Hamill came on. Like, there was some love in this show. It, like, I, I, I've rewatched it in the past, and it, it still kind of holds up. But eh. I wish my cat would stop meowing at my door. Um. <laughs> Gear, stop it! Um, oh my God, cat! Fine. <laughs> I cat, yeah. But no, um, I, my, my cat, my cat's being that that person. Um, but in terms of that, like, I, I think this is great. Um, these these fools don't know good to you, but <laughs> but the other big thing that came out about um, like the, the like the crisis on infinite earth. I can't talk. Um, was Brandon Routh? Holy crap! 
Like, this man has been announced to be coming back at to play a Superman. Then it was announced he's coming back at to play Kingdom Come Superman. And he, he, he posts these pictures of him in this suit. And I'm going to say it. This suit is the best Superman suit we've had since Christopher Reeve. Like, goddamn. Not only the suit, it's that he looks good in the suit. He probably looks better than every other Superman, too. And that's that's going to be bad for the show. Cause he's probably going to make Tom Welling look bad. All the other Supermen look bad, like he, too. He's going to make the Supergirl Superman look bad. i make him look real bad. <laughs> oh my god like it just he he looks like superman personified and even someone was telling me they should let like someone from like dc movies should call down and be like hey can, brandon can we make a couple more movies yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like obviously we'll have to like kill lex Luthor off screen because of kevin spacey too. but like we can still make something work with you brandon <laughs> Love playing Superman too. I remember after that movie he did, he was like still trying to work out and be in shape for the role before they yep. ultimately told him that it's not gonna happen. Yeah, like I, I, I think the idea of Brandon Routh coming back, like he even did that perfect Kingdom Come Superman like hand over hand pose from the the Justice Society of America comic arc of Kingdom Come. Like yeah. that told me this was gonna be some shit. Like this is about to be amazing. <laughs> How long is this event supposed to be again? It's supposed to be five episodes. Oof. And half of it is, is supposed to like be done before winter break, and the other half is supposed to be after winter break. So like they're gonna like drop a cliffhanger and then go to winter break and come back, and it's gonna be like, oh god. But like I'm I am an amazement. Um fellas, how do you feel about Brandon Routh in the suit? <laughs> Pretty excited, especially as King and Come. <laughs> like, like I'm like you, you can keep going, Travis. I, like, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, you're good. I I'm a huge Mark Wade fanatic, mainly because of Plutonian and Irredeemable. So it's really, really nice to see one of his creations on screen. And with Brandon Routh doing it, like with Superman Returns, I I liked Superman Returns personally. Um, I, I think he was a pretty decent Clark and Superman as far as look and his acting is concerned. So it's nice that, to see him as this aged and cold Superman now. I think he's really an aged Superman from that universe. Like, is he Superman from Superman Returns universe? Uh, that would be a pretty pretty decent throwback, to be honest with you. And then maybe he can explain how he threw an island of kryptonite off the planet. Mm. He's Kingdom of Come Superman, that's why. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Trap. I mean, not trap. Ron, how, you have, do you have any thoughts? I think the suit's amazing. They're gonna bring in a bunch of ratings, and it's cool. Okay. All right. Uh, so th- th- those are our thoughts on that. Now, this is going to be an interesting topic here, folks. So, the Joker movie. This thing has been stirring up the pot for a hot minute. Um, it was shown at a film festival in Italy a while back, and some reviewers had got to see it. Um, it has had a, cu- a couple of screenings here and there, and it like a lot. A lot of the reviewers have been worried about the fact that it tells the story of the white, like the, like a, a, re- a really ba- like basic da- a downtrodden white man who goes through the worst of the worst and rises up a villain who goes on a killing spree, and yada, yada, and th- those... Charlie like, Brown snapped. What is that? <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and it's just, it's been caused, like, in the in the, the quote that has stuck with, not really the quote, like, the, like the, 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 um, the semi-quoted statement that has been sticking with a lot of people is that it's birth of the incel the movie, which... Um, like the like the the downtrodden like white struggle man that is the outcast who like rises up and becomes like the shooter uh, of today's society. Now we're not gonna get hella political here. I'm trying to keep this like as, as on point as possible when it comes to Warner Brothers fears because what a lot of people have interpreted this movie because of recent events in going on in society when it comes to shootings and whatnot. People looked at this movie and immediately thought this could be the way for almost like 
like nightmare fuel and and also influencer material for shooters to be born because it could be encouragement. And Warner Brothers immediately started like Warner Brothers and um, Joaquin Phoenix, who plays Joker, came out and were like, "There are a lot of influence that 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 are gone into people's lives, their mentality." And while we don't condone anything that that goes on in, like in, like in modern or horrific events. We don't feel as if this movie is going to cause these horrible things or because we don't know for sure. And then my cat is still being rude because I didn't let him in. But, uh, but in terms of this, I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I, I, I don't, mm. this is a very hard thing because while I know that every facet of multimedia can, in terms of like this and whatnot, I, I don't, like, like I said, I don't feel as if multimedia should be, like, blamed for everything that we have in society. <clears throat> we have killer movies every other week. We have TV shows that have crime dramas. Like, Law and Order SVU is still going on. But at the same time, I this is troubling that pe like people do feel this way and like their their feelings are valid. I'm not going to say they're not valid because with everything going on these days, sh stuff is scary out here. However, there was a review that was put out and like like someone reviewed the movie already and put it out and I I feel the need to read this. <laughs> and uh, 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 and since we got two of the members of the Blur Grounds podcast and a, 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 a host of their own Black Nerd podcast as well here, I feel the need to, to, to read this. <laughs> um, this film is my Black Panther. This movie empowered me. It helped me get over my rejection from the female known as Veronica, who rather date a Chad instead of a true gentleman who would treat her well. Amazing cinematography, Yikes. a great performance from Joaquin Phoenix, who has who has fortunately moved on from artsy farsty hipster, tr hipster trash like her. Films like Joker are true art that often get misunderstood by filthy normies who watch MCU kiddie movies instead of challenging, thought-provoking kino like Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Now, there's a lot to unpack. There, there's a lot to unpack here. And I, I like, like I said, we're not diving too far into the political pile here because that, that's not the show. We're here to talk about comic books and comic book media, so we're gonna keep it as tight as we can. So, not only does this trouble me because of the fact that this man is like absorbing and idolizing a villain, but for this man to compare this project, like this move, this, this film, to Black Panther in terms of like like impact on them when. Black Panther was a big step for African Americans in terms of representation on a modern superhero like screen. I that mm, I don't know how mm -hmm. I feel about that. I mean, you really shouldn't feel good because, <laughs> like, honestly, like when when you when you unpack it and you break it down and you think about it, the theme of it is is Alan Moore's Killing Joke. The whole one bad day can send you careening off into craziness essentially mm -hmm. and i i i always liked batman's half of that point which is you know everyone has a shit day yeah you don't have an excuse to be this way for that and that's i think what a lot of this incel response is forgetting like yeah you get rejected whatever move on you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think a movie about a dude that we all know is a not only a mass murderer but terrible to women in general should be idolized at all. You know what I mean? It's a think piece, and people are taking it as all oh, exactly how you just read it. This is my Black Panther, and I find that to be a special kind of disgusting. I just and like and like you just hit the nail on the head there. Like the issue at hand from the get go of this of this movie was that. Like, same thing with the Venom movie not having Spider-Man. You're trying to tell Joker's origin without Batman. And while technically Gotham did it too, but also Bruce was there for that, you're trying to like tell the story of a mass killer who had a bad day. And originally, his entire pitch was that he is the other half to Batman. So when you try to... And 
apparently Thomas Wayne is in the movie, so there is connections from what, and also there's other things that I'm not going to spoil because spoilers have leaked and I'm not going to talk about it here, but to, to even suggest the idea that there's other things when it comes to Batman's mythology in the story, but you're just going, it's Joker without the Batman. Like, you're defeating the purpose of the character for a lot of people. It's Kool-Aid with no sugar. That's that's some nasty ass Kool-Aid. I'm just like Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm just not only from a comic book perspective am I worried, I'm worried about people idolizing this way in the way that a lot of us idolize Black Panther. Ronald, your thoughts. It will be crazy, yo. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. Okay. El- elaborate. I'm say that um, a movie like 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 this like I, I haven't like read this the spoils or everything or anything, but I pretty much can tell what's gonna happen. He's gonna snap, and everything is everybody else's fault. And a movie about like not having any accountability, you know, and okay for like to be an art piece and like some people are like that but for somebody to look at it at that film and say yeah that bad guy who did all that dumb shit he's my hero because i want to secretly do all that dumb shit too that's pretty sad and that person should be on some shit like right <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 a scary thought man it's it it worries me and i'm and, just and, I'm especially up. like people's entitlement to it's like the top, like top, like you say, it's not politics, but toxic masculinity. Like, like that guy who wrote the letter said, blah blah blah, Veronica. That's probably some woman that he feels entitled to, and she left him for somebody else, and he feels that he should own her, or you know, she's not allowed to make her own decisions, and that's pretty much right. disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I just it. I'm I'm severely worried when it comes to this, and I'm hopefully. The, like in all, a lot of people are worried because a lot of the reviewers for the project were their invites like with uh, for like from the from the premiere that the were, was, were revoked. So that <laughs> has a lot of people concerned as well. And maybe um, DC Warner Brothers are just trying to cover their base. But if if they already know some reviewers have these opinions at the like at the film festival. That shouldn't they expect the same result at the premieres or even when the movie hits theaters? So, like, they're just kind of covering up the fire, I guess, in a way. Like, they're just trying to, like, they're, like, I don't know. I, I, like, am I making sense here? Uh, I'm not sure, man. It, it's really tough to say. This movie is kind of going to set all kinds of fires. We just got to find out which one's going to be the biggest. I like guess I, said, I haven't read the spoilers, so I don't. I, well, we can revisit it when I actually see it. <laughs> so I'm uh, ho- hopefully when the, like this project drops, there'll be more developments. Hopefully that this doesn't result in the worst thing to ever happen. But I'm the, 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 the very least we're worried, and hopefully this doesn't get worse. But right, that's, that's where we're going to leave that. We're not going to dive too. Oh, I, I got I got one more for it, and uh, it's. Okay, Ron kind of gave me this really, really rational fear for this movie, and it really didn't occur to me because I'm such a Batman fan, so I'm assuming it's not going to happen, but the this stuff that's happening to me isn't my fault. Oh, my God. Honestly, I, I really hope they don't do that because that would be an utter betrayal of the Joker's character. You know? he The point of the Joker is he laughs at the the cosmic horrific comedy of life and understands that it yeah it's his fault too and that's why it's funny yeah. so for them to make it for them to make it not that and this whole entitled thing i i might actually physically vomit okay that yeah that's that's kind of scary okay so for, like from here we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this show but before we do we have our recommendations for this wednesday that are coming out in terms of books that are coming out at your local comic book shop so um ron obviously we're, we're talking about books that are coming out this wednesday so while you figure out a book that you want to recommend to people travis what is a book that is coming out this week that you like to recommend to the public copra issue one i'm really excited for copra to come back uh it's M- mikhail fife's series from like 2014 
basically he took a super duper knockoff of of Deadshot named Lloyd <laughs> and made another another Suicide Squad with it. Okay. Um it's it's really interesting they they dive a lot into the into the character development and with it being a volume 2 we can definitely expect to see them jumping into the action a lot earlier. And uh it, I'm I'm really excited to see maybe some knockoff villains. Okay. Cuz there's been no shortage of that in this in Copra. Well, look at you diving out of your comfort zone. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, uh, Ron, is there a book that you'd like to recommend to the public that is coming out from any uh, any publisher uh, this week? Uh, the world's greatest comic magazine, Fantastic Four. Ooh, um, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big uh, de- declaration there. That's actually what the book is called. Like, like that's what you know how Marvel. Oh, no, is. I like, know. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. But like in terms of the current, <laughs> in terms of the current run, like you still sticking by the that. Current, the current run has been fantastic. I know a lot of people said the first few issues were slow, and I'm not gonna agree with that. But like, and at issue twelve, you you won't put the book down. It's been amazing. Okay. Until now, but issue twelve is like that Hogan thing thing was like amazing. Yes, that and in the, the last issue, um, dealt like the character with the characters diving back into their own history, and it was really, really nostalgic. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but just just pick it up. And it's Fantastic Four is a book that should always be on shelves. Like when it got canceled the last time, even though I knew it was like you know the rights or whatever, I, but the sales weren't that great, and I'm just like upset at people because the run was good then too. Just I don't know, maybe, I don't know if they're not connecting with people or people just aren't buying comics, but the. It's great. Dan Slide is doing a great job. All right. With that, at least. All right. Um, I know that uh, Mary, even though she's not here, she would want to recommend Runaways number 25. They are getting ready for this new thing where um, they're about to like, all become superheroes. That's really cool. So um, definitely check that out. Rain- uh, Rainbow Rowell has been killing it on this book. Uh, I've been reading. I've loved every issue that has come out. So definitely check that out. And like that is uh, Mary's recommendation more than likely. So I'm going to recommend it for her. And then my recommendation, I have been loving, I said loving, Christopher Priest's Deathstroke since issue one. This book has had a little bit of a, of a bumpy road when it comes to like him going, hey, remember I, I published Black, pa- Black Panther and created everything loved in that movie? And I said, yeah, Christopher Priest, I remember, I, re- I remember that. But then in terms of rebuilding the Slade Wilson mythology and everything that went into it as time went on and then like like as the new 52 kind of destroyed everything and made him this like edgy idiot character, like I'm I'm so glad that the new the, the DC Rebirth initiative came in and made him a better character. So like we're nearing the end of Christopher Priest's run. The book is ending at issue fifty, so please check it out. Go buy the trades. Go pick that up. It it's been amazing. I'm I'm so excited I, to see how this wraps up. And I think that Christopher Priest should be the one to get the Batman after issue one hundred, but that's not up to me. Ooh, oh, oh, see, see, I was thinking about that. I, I I like that you said that. So that's 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 a pretty good thought there. All right, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Don't forget that you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any, anywhere that you can pick up a podcast with the Overcast, Pocket Cast, anybody that, that checks out, that uses iTunes filters to get their podcast, like Podcast Republic, we, uh, you can listen to us on that service. But we don't listen, we don't, we are not on SoundCloud. So blame SoundCloud. Um, we, we don't support them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. You can uh, ch- you follow the, the website on Comics Ground on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground. And you can check out the website on ComicsGround.com. Put some hyphens between those words as you're typing it. And you can uh, check out all of our reviews, previews, and opinion pieces every weekday for you folks. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Travis, what is your closing statement for this episode of Panel to Panel? Uh, I hate you, Joker fan base, for ruining what could have been a great Joaquin Phoenix movie before it even came out. Ah! <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Ron, what is your closing statement for this episode? Joaquin Phoenix should have just took the role of Dr. Strange. He's an idiot. Ooh, uh. yes! You are correct! <laughs> yes! Yes! Ooh, it's 30 degrees colder in this shade, man. Like... <laughs> 
Oh God! That, I, I agree with you. Um, and then my closing statement is always support your local comic book shop. Rob will say it himself, but I'm gonna say it for him. Read more comics, and we will catch you folks next time. Also, uh, watch Titans. This 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 episode this, this recent episode was emotional, <laughs> and I I don't even agree with the idea of putting Aqualad and Donna Troy together. But you know what? It was beautiful. So go go watch Titans. It was great. Okay, we we will catch you folks next week on panel to panel. Peace out.